Hey there, I'm Dustin. And I'm Steve, and you're listening to another episode of the Wedding Photo Hangover Podcast, an irreverent look at wedding photography. This podcast, like aspirin, will help you recover from your wedding hangover. Dustin, it is a great night tonight because you're in my house again. Steve, I would, I would, there is no place I would rather be. That's right, listeners. Dustin, Dustin came all the way down to the great city of Noblesville, Indiana. Just spend some time with me. Definitely wasn't anything work-related at all that was going on. Work? Who has time for work when we have a podcast to run, Steve? Doesn't do, do you want to talk at all about what, what you're doing? Uh, so I, unfortunately, said a little white lie there. Uh, I did come down to Indianapolis tonight to photograph and do video, which Steve was kind enough to lend his hand in uh, for a... Hefty fee, a hefty, hefty fee. Part of my soul now belongs mm-hmm. to Stephen Van Elk. Um, the best part of your soul, the only part. And yeah, it was an award ceremony for a local organization. But yeah, it was different because Stephen and I weren't actually hired to photograph or do video for the event itself. I was hired to do sort of the detail shots and the behind the scenes stuff of the staff uh, for them. And so it was a different kind of approach. And I think it was a lot of fun. We Now, Dustin, you didn't want to talk about this on the podcast, but I'm forcing you to talk about it because I feel like there's something we need to talk about from it. Let's get it out, baby. Come on, bring and it. That is, doesn't, how did, how did you feel about the Mm, I think I would call them the human meat. The human yeah, meat. The, the eye meat. It sort of felt. Um, it sort of felt like Hunger Games esque. Do you, Do you want to explain what it was that felt? No, like I that? prefer to leave them guessing. Okay. I want the listeners to just kind of be like, "What are they talking about right now?" So, 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 as uh, people who are avid fans of the podcast might know, Dustin's wife Corinne used to be a professional ballet dancer. Ba- the, just for those of you who can't hear Steve clearly, ballet, as in like the shoes, the tutu, the whole night. The yards. wiggling belly. Yeah, not belly, not belly dancer, ballet yeah. dancer. So Corinne is a very good belly dancer. <laughs> yes. <laughs> now that she's retired, she's a fantastic belly dancer. So what Steve's getting at is the event we were doing this evening. Um, actually had hired professional ballet dancers. Which, uh, if if people are listening right now and you can't understand what Dustin is saying, he's saying ballet dancers, not belly dancers. I know when you hear eye meat or eye candy or man meat, you're automatically probably thinking belly dancers, like so many of us do when we hear man meat specifically. Especially Steven has a lot of belly dancer friends. Yeah, but but he's actually talking about ballet dancers, like ballet shoes, like um, the most famous ballet dance that I think anybody knows of ever, the Black Swan. I would say the Nutcracker. I saw Natalie Portman and Mila Kunis in the Black Swan. Mm. Pretty certain that's more famous now. But most people grow up going to the Nutcracker. No, I, I, very, 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 I have a fond memory of showing my son when he was three years old the movie Black Swan with Natalie Portman. <laughs> my Such goodness, terrible idea. Oh no wonder. You know what? It has a lot of themes that I think are very appropriate for oh. children. Yeah, like <laughs> these these children, they just 
they don't understand what it's like to transition from your human form to your bird form. And so mm. that's something you got to expose them to at a very early age. That's why he's so into Pokemon. It's yeah. all full circle, full circle. Um, but anyways, so the company had hired these professional dancers uh, to essentially be like Steve called them eye candy because they were walking around the event scantily dressed, um, half naked, if you will, um, for no other purpose other than to just be almost in a way pieces of art is how they thought of themselves. Um, and now, now you say half naked, but, um, there, there is half naked. Could there be whole naked? Do people say whole naked? Is that a thing people say? I mean, we're in the Midwest, so I think half naked is pushing the envelope. But if we were shooting in California, the same type of event, they could have probably just been like body painted. But like, what about like no naked? Is no naked a thing? That would just be like a turtleneck and jeans. Turtleneck and chain. Chain. Sipping on a light beer. What? Turtleneck and chain. Sipping on a light. But yeah, so it was uh, it was really interesting because it felt to me as being the husband of a wife who did this for, I think, like 15, 20 years. Uh, Your wife was eye candy for 15, 20 years? For me. For me, she was eye candy. She's not but still eye candy as for a you, Dustin? A ba- mm. ballet dancer, professional ballet dancer to boot. She, um, it, it made me kind of sick to think that, you know had she been doing this longer, could have been asked to do this type of thing as well. And so I was curious to the listeners out there, um, your thoughts on this kind of thing. I mean, where do you draw the line from art and not art? What I don't get is this company is based out of Fort Wayne, which is where you're from. Why are they going to the ballet to get dancers to work for them wearing next to nothing. <laughs> Just waiting for this. Fort Wayne is the home for... of like a million strip clubs. There's more strip clubs <laughs> per capita in Fort Wayne than any other city in the world. Um, so why aren't they using strippers? They're uh, already comfortable with most of their clothes off. Yeah, may, maybe that these girls are um, just available in the evening. If we get hate mail ever about anything, it's going to be about my comment there about why aren't they using strippers that are already comfortable with their clothes off? Mm, gosh. I'm sorry, everyone. He's not. I am a bad, bad I'm boy. I'm actually here in the room with him. He's not sorry. Um, that's That was our evening. We were photographing a bougie... Uh, is that the right word? Bougie? That was the word your wife was using earlier. Bougie. Uh, event. Bad and bougie. Bougie on 420 baby so yeah it was I mean, good bougie doesn't really have anything to do with 420 but hey listeners it was 420 today oh <laughs> yeah dustin and i got so exhausted yeah <laughs> as always steven and i are working together which is the dream team as you all know so doesn't do do we want to get straight into follow-up here hold on what are we drinking tonight what is this you provided us steven dustin talking talking beer on this podcast it, oh, it warms my heart I, I will say it gets better the more i drink i wasn't a fan at first well as listener jackie santana found out beers do get better the more you drink them <laughs> and by as she found out i mean she drank one of my favorite beers the eric blood axe and she did not like it oh really yeah I thought it was pretty good. Uh, I loved it too. But tonight, Dustin and I, we are not drinking 
Eric Bloodaxe. Dustin and I are drinking Dragonfly IPA, a great Indiana beer for two great Indiana men like me and Dustin. Uh, it's from Upland Brewing Company down in Bloomington, Indiana. I don't like IPAs, so Steve was kind enough to get us a six-pack of IPAs. Um, <laughs> That's how I do. Yeah. Oh, a bit of follow-up. Um, bit of follow-up. Follow-up. Trademark John Syracuse. Let's go. We talked a little bit last episode about Style Me Pretty. Shutting down. Closing the doors, turning the lights off, um, which I hear there's quite a rally to bring them back and keep them going. Style Me Pretty was owned by Oath, which is a new company, which was the merger of Yahoo and AOL, which I did not know last week when we were recording. Um, So, hey, everybody out there, Yahoo and AOL are actually news again. (laughs) Is that like Yahoo? I suppose so. But Oath has made another uh, decision. And it, it turns out they're not just getting rid of wedding blogs. They're also getting rid of photography products in general. That's right. They sold Flickr to Smug Mug. Yeah, because I didn't even realize they owned Flickr. I knew Yahoo owned Flickr. And I got a billing statement yesterday or two days ago uh, from Oath. And I was like, wow, that's so crazy. Steve and I were just talking about them and here they are billing me. I was like, (laughs) do I have a Style Me Pretty account? And they're like cashing in on me before they close the doors. Like we're going to leave the website up until April 30th. And we're going to bill everyone yeah. one last time before then. That's exactly. And so, and I was like, well, or maybe they heard Steve and I's podcast and they're like secretly hacked us and are charging us insignificant amounts of money. Uh, but no, it's actually my Flickr account that I've had since, I don't know, the internet was invented. And I keep it up just because I'm too lazy to go on and look through the photos and downloaded any of the ones I still want and if any of the listeners are curious they're more than well willing to look up my Flickr account I'm not going to share the handle with you because I don't even and know the it. handle is Dustin underscore DJ Mac attack underscore McKibben it's a really long one I don't it's, know why Flickr would let him do that it's unique for for certain unique New York <laughs> Do you have a Flickr account, Steve? Does this affect you in the slightest? I have a Flickr account. You, is it an active Flickr account? Mm, not not very active, no. I don't think I've posted on it in like five years. Uh, I so not very active stuff. to you is that I haven't posted <laughs> in five years. I, I uploaded stuff earlier this year. I needed to send some photos to uh, a prospective client. And you chose Flickr as the medium to do that? Uh, I didn't want to get on pass for, I wasn't on like my actual computer at the time. So (laughs) I was just like, oh, well I have these photos on this hard drive and I can log into my Flickr account real easy. So I'll just do that and create an album and send it to them. It wasn't, it wasn't, uh, it wasn't somebody who I thought was actually going to hire me. So I didn't put forth the amount of effort I should have. Let's put it that way. That's, that's why the photos ended up on Flickr. Hmm. Yeah, I've never used it for professional means. I used it back in high school to post my overly photoshopped, what I thought at the time were works of art. And so they were just selfies? A lot of selfies. And dick pics? 
Nope. I can't. Selfies and dick pics. I, Dustin's art. So could, I think dick pics could be considered selfies. <laughs> if Just, you're a dick. <laughs> See what I did there? <laughs> I took you there. You, you got there, but I took you. I got there on your dick. I, w- I want to backtrack it here a second, though, and ask you what you thought of the event tonight. I kind of railroaded you a little bit and got sidetracked with ballerinas and Hunger Games. Um, so Dustin just, did hire me to go and shoot an event with him, and it was uh, it was a pretty nice event. Um, there was a black room, black black light room. There's a black room. Uh, there's a black room with black lights. It's it's cool. Yeah, they they did some like cool stuff. They shot a bunch of confetti in the air in there that was all like neon colored and you could watch it fall through the air. Dustin Dustin's gonna edit that into uh a little slow motion thing and post it to our Instagram next week, right, buddy? <laughs> what I love is you summed up the entire event by the last ten minutes of the event. <laughs> What is that? It was an award ceremony. We were just there to so shoot it was, details it was an award behind ceremony the scenes. That we never stepped foot, or at least I never stepped foot in the actual room that the awards were happening. Yeah. So I, I don't know what else there is to say. It's not like we were participants. Sh- shout out to all that won Pace Awards tonight. We were out in the hallway shooting food while the awards were going on. So, I mean, honestly, that's like. <laughs> the best thing Dustin's ever hired me to shoot with them. It was, it was great. We just got to hang out and uh, shoot food and yeah. eat some food. I got to eat some pasta. It was very good. Dustin offered to uh, get me a plate of steak, but it, then it was the plate that we were shooting and he touched every single piece of food with his fingers. And when he's done, he's like, Steve, why don't you eat this? And I was like, because you touched every single piece of food with your fingers. And all I had to say was, Steve, I guess you're not that hungry. Oh, gosh, if there's anything I could get you to never say again, it'd be those words right there. To talk a little bit, a bit about professional baby portraits. Do I? Do you? I thought you did. That's why it's in the show notes. So Dustin, Dustin got some baby photos done of uh, his new, his new sweet, sweet, sweet baby Max and, uh, right. and his daughter, Charlie. And I actually got to meet Max today. He's a champ. This is the first time you've seen him. Yeah. Well, I'm a terrible friend, so I didn't terrible. come to visit. Absolutely terrible. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, so we had some photos done of our kiddos. You guys had photos done when Nora was, was born. Yes, we did. And um, we were we were fortunate enough when we had Charlie, our daughter, that the photographer did a trade with us where I did a, a small little promo video and then in return she did the photos for free. Okay. Uh, when you say you did a trade with them, you mean you paid money to make a video for her and then she did your photos for free? Uh, no, I did I did the video completely myself. You edited a video. Correct. You did transitions. Yeah. Color balancing. Everything. You, you made all the cuts. Every last one of them. You added music underneath. That you Ooh. scored scored the slid, audio. Slid that music mm, right on in. You mastered the audio. Made mastered. sure all the levels were good. I never said it was a great promo video. <laughs> you, you made sure that all, all of the video was broadcast safe in case it ever goes on television. Nope, probably not. Nope. We can we can post a link later. Um, no, we had some issues with the audio on one of the interviews we did, and I offered to redo that portion, 
and uh, never happened. Um, but anywho, that's how you know you're getting it done. <laughs> I'll redo this free thing for you for free. Nah, not important enough. Um, so the woman we chose to do Charlie's pictures uh, was fantastic. She specializes in newborn and small children uh, portraiture. Um, she grew up, her parents owned a franchise of a baby photography company, if you will, uh, that was with inside the hospital. That used to be like a thing. I think I'm sure it still is in certain areas. Um, and so she grew up her entire life shooting, molding, handling children, babies. And then when this sort of trend of this lifestyle-esque, more stylized baby photography became a thing, she was one of the first in our area to really, really jump on it and then kind of break away from her parents. And we we were in love with the photos of our daughter, so it seemed like a no-brainer to use her again for our son. And being a wedding photographer, I had no clue how much baby pictures cost. I was completely oblivious to this. And so for those of you out there that listen to this podcast and do uh, solely baby and like kid pictures, toddler, and that's all you do, first of all, I'm not sure why you listen to this podcast. But secondly, kudos to you. It's, it's a tough thing. and uh, But it seems to me... That can you can make more doing that than you could doing weddings if you do it do it right. Um, so yeah. Anyways, she charged us like five hundred dollars uh, for it was like an hour hour and a half session, and she does about five or six of those a day, um, a few days a week, and she just makes a killing. And so I was talking to Steve about it. And he's, he didn't seem to know why I was so surprised about how much they charge. But Steve's sort of an expert at all things. So How much did they charge, buddy? It was like 500 bucks. Yeah. And how, how long was the shoot? Like an hour. Nice. I think ours was a little longer than normal, but just because... No, the thing that surprised me was you said it was 500 bucks. And then you said that she did four of those a day. Yeah. She does two before lunch and two after lunch. And that blew me away because when we had Nora's baby photos done, we were there for like three and a half hours. Yeah. Well, and then it would have been even more. I mean, you pay, you know, an additional price if you're there longer. See, our photographer charged us for the shoot and said it could go any amount of time just based on how the baby acts, but they don't charge on the hour because they feel like it's kind of a tax or burden on new parents because they have no control over, you know, a newborn baby and whether or not it cries and stuff like that. So, right. I think we paid, I think it was like 400 or something like that for ours and went for three and a half hours and it was hell. <laughs> No, it was like all in like the tiny little studio and our daughter was born in the winter and it's super cold out. And if you've ever done baby photos, like you have to get it warm so that the baby stays asleep the whole time you're doing yes. the photos. Yeah, it's a sauna. the baby wakes up, like, yeah, it's no good. So I'm dressed for the winter. Like I have a sweater on with a shirt and tie underneath the sweater. Um, you know, I look great. Absolutely great. 
Um, and then I have to sit in a sauna for three and a half hours like that while not only is it a sauna, but it's also a, the whole time we're in there, there's like an ambient noise going that is just like put babies and adults to sleep. <laughs> and, and Stevens to sleep. Yeah. It's just like, shh, shh, go to sleep, Steven. Oh, I hate shh. that thing. We have one of those at our house. I'm not going to lie to you, Dustin. I fell asleep five times during Nora's baby shoot. And Ian was there with us, and he fell asleep zero times. Yeah. I definitely learned from the first session to dress as if I was going to the beach because, yeah, it was, the first time around, I did the same thing as you. I dressed for winter because we had Charlie in the winter as well, and it was so hot. And this time I came in in gym shorts and a t-shirt and a winter coat. <laughs> In a winter trench coat that went all the way down to the floor, so everybody thought I was a flasher when they saw me on my way in. Dustin at DJ DMAC Attack. See, it, McKibben, it, Indianapolis the is such a different area. We don't have flashers in Fort Wayne. I think that's really like an old person thing uh, to think that like flashers wear trench coats. I don't. I don't think that happens so much anymore. We saw a guy in a trench coat today at Chick Fil A. P.S. Chick-fil-A. Flashing people at Chick-fil-A because that restaurant's dirty. He had a long red trench coat on and I told Corinne that I needed to get one of those because it was so windy out that his trench coat was flying straight back. And And you could just see his junk because he was (laughs) naked underneath. And he literally looked like he was flying because of his posture, the way he was walking versus how the coat, which I'm calling a cape, was going so it looked like he was looking down at his phone so his head was like down and then the angle we saw him it looked like he was flying to his car it is a little known fact at chick-fil-a though um you are actually allowed to flash people at chick-fil-a as many people as you want it's completely and totally legal unless you flash somebody of the same sex as yourself and then you are outlawed from chick-fil-a and you can never go there again i don't i'm not entirely sure that's a thing that that yeah all of our georgia listeners just tuned out all of our georgia listeners just are like yep yep chick-fil-a super homophobic we get it yep (laughs) oh but man their chicken is so good so so good so doesn't i mean i don't want to break break this whole thing down let's break it down come on um tear it up but we have we have some topics and most (gasps) most of our topics are basically q a Mm, love some good Q and A. So, do you just want to skip straight into Q and A and do a Q and A heavy episode? It's gonna be heavy. Oh, Steve, I like it heavy. Let's bring it, bring it hard. Let's do some Q and A. What, Steve? So the first question, I don't remember who asked it, but I saw it several times on Twitter, and it was, are fashion photographers better for wedding photography than wedding photographers? Because the royal wedding that's coming up with uh, Melissa Markle, um, they hired a fashion photographer to do the wedding photography. It's interesting that you you put that in here, because I have a wedding coming up in May uh, in New York City, and... Unfortunately, my wife won't be able to come because of our new baby. And the the bride had asked me if um, they could hire this fashion photographer to shoot with me. Um, as opposed to you finding a second as shooter? As opposed to me finding a second shooter. 
um, because she was like, oh, her, her look and her work is so different and unique. And I'm like, yeah, that's because she's not a wedding photographer. <laughs> she shoots like highly posed, highly stylized fashion stuff. You know what I would say if that was asked of me? Yep. <laughs> Just yep right away. And then I'd be like, all right. And I'd contact that fashion photographer and be like, um, you're actually in charge of all of the, all of the post photos all day today because they want your look. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a drink at this wedding while you do that. Don't worry about it. I can't be so drunk. I contemplated doing it. Um, but I, I don't know. I'm just so paranoid about working with someone that I don't know personally and that I don't, I have no connection with. I, I did it once. I had a wedding in New York a couple years ago and I used somebody that I never met and, and that went really well. Um, but I found that person and I had taken the time to get to know them up leading up to the event. Um, so I told her no, that I wasn't going to use it. But it's interesting you bring it up because, yeah, she she was also kind of looking, you know, for someone outside the wedding arena and someone more in the fashion arena. So I, I wonder if if we're going to see that trend of a more fashion forward look versus your traditional photojournalistic um, uh, wedding photographer. Probably not because most brides aren't models and they can't pull that off. And I wouldn't say this bride was a model by any stretch. I would say she's your plain Jane, normal, awesome human being that we typically photograph. Um, but I think sometimes women, and I'm not a woman, I don't pretend to be one. Well, most days. And I wouldn't say, you know, sometimes if they think that they can make women look like models, then maybe that would make them look better. I was really hoping you were going to go there and be like, now I would say that most women, and I'm not a woman, <laughs> most days, but when I do pretend to be a woman, I drink Jack Daniels. <laughs> oh, Steven. But I don't know. What do you think? This is your question. You pulled it from the deep web. The deep web, the Twitter. Mmm, so deep, going deep on that deep web. What's Twitter again? Social media, buddy. I, I posted to Twitter for the first time yesterday, and I expected a text from you, like saying, Dustin, you, what, what is this? Is your account Great been... Scott, Marty. I thought you were going to accuse me of having my account hacked or something. What'd you post? Was it just like... I was trying to buy tickets on Ticketmaster's website and the website was down. And I was freaking out because I was invited to like a pre-sale event to buy tickets to this certain event that's coming up this fall. And I wanted to get my tickets before the event went live to the rest of you peons out there. And uh, that's right. You're all peons to me. Keeping them at a distance, Dustin. Way to go. Yeah. Um, let, her, let our users know you hate them. Well, Steve, we all know you're the relatable one. I'm not. Mm, relatable and so dateable. But I'm taking, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. I'm taking. Unless you live in Atlanta or <laughs> Amsterdam. <laughs> Atlanta Dam. Atlanta Dam. Um, I don't even know where I was going with this. What were we talking about? 
I think fashion photographers can do wedding photography. I also saw recently there's a blog post on some, uh, I think it was F stoppers saying that doing styled shoots or fashion shoots would make you a better wedding photographer. And I think the main idea there is as wedding photographers, we, we can't just rely on photojournalism. We can't just rely on being a documentary type photographer. We have to take risks and do like more creative posing and stuff. Um, actually I really enjoyed our, interviews that we did with Nicole Ashley and with Nathan Mitchell, because they both talked a little bit about like their creative posing and stuff that they do and how they coax good performances out of normal people. Um, and I think that's something that we all as, you know, photographers sh don't, don't, pre okay. <laughs> Sorry. doesn't totally just blew my mind because we're recording together in person and the computer screen is going blank. And the last time that happened while we were recording in person, he pressed space bar, which completely and totally stops the recording. No, but that's why we I lost like two minutes of recorded footage out of the Odette. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Yeah, thought ahead. I learned from my mistakes. So, I mean, I, I think extending your knowledge and, you know, challenging yourself to do new things is always going to make you better at, you know, your core thing that you typically do. Which is why, you know, I just love doing those naked dude war pictures. Just got to get those dick pics in. Oh, I can't wait till I'm the one editing this podcast. So uh. as, as Dustin was referencing earlier, though, um... We got, we got, Jen and I, uh, we run an editing business together called Bespoke Tone. Bespoke Tone. And we, we got a real, real interesting um, conversation. We had an interesting conversation. By we, I mean me. So this guy, who I'll just call Johnny, um, texted us and he said, hello. And I sent back a waving hand emoji. And then he said, I'm King from Atlanta. Nice to meet you. And I responded and I said, I am an editing service in Indiana. And he said, wow, that's cool. And I said, thanks. And then Johnny said, I lived in California for 15 years before moving to Atlanta. And I said, nice. And then Johnny said, I now base in Atlanta. It's been five years since I lost my wife and I have been single ever since. Now I live my life open to what God has planned for me which seemed like really weird and oddly deep for somebody who just said hi to me. Yeah. And so all I could think of to say was, I'm sorry. <laughs> and then Johnny said back to me, it's okay. I've gotten used to it now. It took me over five years to get used to it. I'm spiritual, but not affiliated. To me, it's self-identify a life stance of spirituality that takes issue with organized religion as the soul. I've been single ever since I lost my wife, and I am single, but I take care of my late brother, Son Snow. John Snow. I hope that's his name, but I mean, he, he made the S in Son Capital, so he might be, he might be Son Snow. That might be his name. Mm, I like that even better. Hello, my name is Son Snow. And he also said, but I take care of my late brother, Son Snow, but he didn't put like brother's son like there's no apostrophe s on brothers so it could be like his his dead brother's body <laughs> that he's taking care of 
And then he immediately after saying that he's taking care of his brother's son, Snow, he says, are you single? Do you have kids of your own? And I responded and I said, I am an editing service from Indiana. I have no corporeal form. Corporeal, sorry. And he said, cool. I am in Amsterdam in the Netherlands. This coming after he said he was in Atlanta, like five seconds earlier in the conversation. And I said, nice. And then he said, how old are you? Which is what guys typically send you right before they send you a dick pic. From my experience. I'm 12. So I wrote back, I have no age. I exist on computers scattered throughout the world and in the wires and radio waves connecting them. I am more of an idea than a corporeal being. And he said, that's nice. Corporeal. Corporeal. Sorry. Corporeal. I get made up up from not being able to say Quidoba. You do get made up for not saying Q-doba. Q-doba. I used to get made fun of because I said Q-doba. Q-doba. It's a Q. You say Qua or Kr. So Johnny then said, that's nice. And he would really love to know more about me. And he said, what do you do for fun? And I said, I'm not familiar with that concept. I am just a simple editing service. And then he said, I think for us to be friends and get to know better... We should trust one another and have understanding, too. You can feel free to tell me about yourself. I really understand you are not familiar with this concept because you are just a simple editing service. Do you get to meet people here on Instagram? And I said, Johnny, I met you. (laughs) And he said, wow, that's cool. And it's my pleasure to have this conversation with you, too. Good conversation motivates me. It was freezing out here. Ladies night. Ladies night. How is the weather there? And I said, I'm not aware of the weather. I'm just a simple editing service. (laughs) And then Johnny sent me seven dick pics. No, he didn't send me any dick pics, but he stopped talking to me finally. It took forever to brush him off, man. Yeah, Steve spends a tremendous amount of time on Instagram. For those of you out there who don't realize this, uh, Steve and I are real people in real people jobs well that do weddings and dustin is real person i am a simple editing (laughs) service in indiana uh but if you message us on instagram guess what as long as you don't send us a dick pic you we will reply if you want to send a dick pic you can send that directly to steven van elk's personal instagram account and that uh, personal Instagram account of Stephen Van Elk is at D-U-S-T-I-N <laughs> underscore M-C-K-I-B-B-E-N. Pencil that down. Pen it down. Pen it down. Don't pencil that one down. And You're going to want to pen that, that down go and on then there, send your pencil to it. Go mm. to the people he follows and then look for Stephen Van Elk. Damn it. Um, but actually if you go to the wedding photo hangover Instagram account, uh, you'll actually see some behind the scenes that Steve shot this evening at the, uh, event we were at. Oh, we're going to have to save that to our stories now. There you go. All the more reason, more work for Steve. I love it. Um, moving on, let's talk about a question that came in from one of our listeners, uh, who actually binged our podcast on... Oh, do, do you want to do that one? Or did you see the one I added underneath that? From Phantom Producer, 
You look at the sound wave on that. You can finally see how great this sound wave looks when I do his name. Louis Novak. It is a good name. It's a great name. Uh, Louis. I mean, we have time for both. I just thought it's because Louis is your good, good friend. You'd want to read that question off first. Is it okay to read if, this question if off? Louis was my good, good friend, he would have come to my surprise 30th birthday party. <laughs> I'm just saying, if he was, he would have been there. Damn it, Louis! Why didn't you get there? I mean, Steve wasn't there either. Well, everybody knows I'm, I'm sure, not your good. good I'm friend. sure you and Louis were hanging out, having a drink, thinking about me, but neither one of you were there. So, uh, but Louis Novak on the Facebooks asked uh, in quotations, "Shit, I have to go to Express Care. I may have strep throat." I'm supposed to second shoot a wedding Saturday. Would it be smart to find a replacement myself? And now, as Dustin said earlier, we, Dustin and I, we are real people. And we actually do take the time to read through these things we get sent to us. And if, uh, you know, if I'm not in a shitty mood, I might actually respond with a real answer instead of telling you I'm an <laughs> editing service in Indiana. But um, Dustin, do you want to talk about a little bit about how you responded when Louie asked this, this very uh, pressing question that he had? Uh, I don't recall my response. I assume there was not one for me because yours... That is correct. <laughs> <laughs> because yours was so lengthy and well-written that I figured uh, you had this Aww, handle. Aw, thanks, buddy. Thank you. Yeah, that's why this is a team podcast, Steve. You handle 95% of it, and I take the, the little 5% of the hard stuff. So hard. <laughs> the the five percent of the hard stuff that Dustin is taking is all the dick pics. <laughs> I take them and send them to Steve. Um, Damn it! But yeah, so the question that Louis posed was whether or not, as a second shooter, regardless of the situation, uh, you should be responsible or not to uh, replace yourself if, in the event that something comes up. And I think that that's a great. A great conversation to have. Uh, and I was cur- curious. I have no idea what Steve said to Louie. I'm sure it was really good insight and information. I thought you just said that it was really well written and it was lengthy and it, it was seemed lengthy. to cover all the bases. I saw verbs. I saw nouns. I saw a lot of things going on. But I uh, didn't actually read it. <laughs> <laughs> Dustin can't take the time to respond. He also can't take the time to read what Steve wrote. I'm a busy man, Steve. I'm a busy man. I just saw that one of us got back to him, and that was that was what was important to me. So, Dustin, do you think it's your responsibility if you're going to be sick and you were supposed to second shoot to find a new second shooter? I think first and foremost, you reach out to the first photographer, inform them what's going on, your concerns. Um, a little bit of what you said is jiving in my brain. Uh, I think you said something about strep is super contagious, so he shouldn't go to the wedding if he does in fact have strep. I did not ever say that. No, uh, Maybe that was what was in my <laughs> mind and what I was going to say and then never said it. So, uh, yeah. Cause like, for example, my wife is uh, a strep carrier. So if she gets like even near somebody with strep throat, she like gets it instantly. That's not what a strep carrier is. Oh. A carrier is somebody who gets the disease, but they don't actually get sick from it. 
That's what it means if somebody's a carrier. Oh, well, she's whatever it is when you get strep. They can insanely easily. That, I think Jen's that, too. She gets strep like once or twice a year. Corinne's dad is a strep carrier who carries it, which is why it, that gene got passed down to Corinne. But he doesn't actually get it where she actually gets it. Is the gist of what I remember from faint conversations she's said to me and I barely listened. Um... But yeah, so first reach out to the photographer that hired you, uh, see how they would like to handle the situation. Sometimes photographers, I would say go straight to the photographer and just give him a kiss on the mouth. She's like, Oh, you're sick now too. No one's going. <laughs> then find, find the bride, find the groom, give them kisses on the mouth too. And Nothing says we're married. <laughs> like we both can't talk. Our throats hurt too bad. Can you imagine your throats are so bad? You can't even say I do. Be like, yeah, people get married sick all the time, but you can't get married sick if you can't talk. So then the wedding Boom. gets rescheduled and presto changeo, you're, you're scot-free there, Louis Novak. Is presto this, changeo, rearrangeo. The advice you gave him, by the way? Absolutely. <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, so reach out to the photographer, see what they want to do. If they would like you to take the initiative uh, and find a replacement, by all means, uh, but if they would like to find a replacement for you, I would probably let them do it, but also find one just in case to show initiative on your part and then say, hey, I don't know if you found somebody. I do know such and such. Here's their website. Here's their Instagram. They are available. Here's their rate. Um, feel free to reach out to them. And then at least it gives them the opportunity if they if they haven't been able to find someone yet and then that maybe they'll still hire you in the future um instead of burning that bridge yeah you gotta put that leg work in all about that leg work yeah. you oh. might be sick but it's also leg day leg day uh yeah so i told louie that he needed to inform the photographer as soon as possible but I also said he should go to the doctor and strep is, a, strep is a bacterial infection, which means you can get on antibiotics and in 48 hours, you might not be feeling better, but you won't be contagious anymore. So he contacted us on a Monday. The wedding was on a Saturday or Monday or Tuesday. So he could have been to the point where he wasn't contagious before the wedding. So he could... If it was strep, he could have gotten to the point where he could have shot the wedding regardless. Um, but, you know, then I said, but even though you're not contagious, you might still feel like crap. So you might not want to shoot it. So reach out to the dude and just let him know if, if you're the sort of person who's not going to, you know, feel better come Saturday, even on antibiotics, like they need to know as soon as possible. And then, you know, basically what Dustin said was the rest of what I said, but I wasn't too concerned about how contagious it was just because I know you can typically get on antibiotics pretty quickly if you go to like an urgent care or an express care. And uh, then you can turn whatever is ailing you into some sort of super bacteria, which will then infect everybody and be resistant to those drugs because so many people do that. That's what's wrong with our healthcare. <laughs> I will say, um, I don't know about the rest of you out there that listen, uh, but I try and take great, <laughs> with Steve sitting across from me, it's hard to say this with a straight face, 
but I take great care in my health. <laughs> hey, uh, what, what did you order tonight after after we left that event and we went to Chipotle? Uh, you chicken. ordered a burrito bowl, and when I when you were talking to me about why you ordered that burrito bowl, you said the reason you ordered the burrito bowl is because you would get the burrito if they would first put it into a bowl and mix it up so you know that it was mixed right and you were getting as much as you would get in a bowl. And then they put it into the burrito. Uh, I had nothing to do with the quantity. I just, yeah. I like And then my... you got chips to go with it in a soda. <laughs> Anyways, I never said my diet is healthy. Mm, that's a part of health. <laughs> but as far as taking vitamins and trying to, you know, take care of yourself during for, wedding season. For the season, listeners out there, I just got a burrito myself. <laughs> and I got a, and soda. a soda. I didn't get any of that disgusting chipotle queso though and dustin had that mm. dripping all mm. over i like to just think of it as broccoli cheddar soup without the broccoli personally and without the taste <laughs> a little bit of chalk but um yeah i mean getting sick during wedding season is the worst and you you don't ever want to have to miss a wedding see have you ever missed a wedding due to being sick not due to me being sick. You shot a wedding for Jen and I one time right. because our daughter was sick and we had to but take her to the hospital. not for you being sick. Not for me being sick. Have you been at a wedding sick? Mm, Dustin, I can't answer that question. I could get sued. I could go to jail forever. Dustin, uh, I gave all those people... <laughs> strep throat? Meningitis. <laughs> oh my gosh, no. <laughs> what? <laughs> herpes what i gave all those people at that wedding mono i got sick i tracked down the first shooter i kissed them on the mouth i tracked down the bride and groom i kissed them on the mouth i tracked down their parents i kissed them on the mouth everybody had mono do you want me to go to jail for mono yes yes i do yeah, Dustin, we've talked about this before. I have shot weddings sick before. Um, in fact, Jen, my wife, who gets strep throat all the time, has shot weddings with strep throat before. It is terrible. So man up, Louie Novak. <laughs> <laughs> it is. I mean, I told Louie that in my response. It, it's terrible, but I mean, it's possible to get through it. Jen, Jen lives a wild and crazy life. <laughs> it sounds like it. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Shooting. I've, I've done two weddings sick, uh, like real sick in my lifetime. And you always remember those, those weddings because they're, they're the worst. There was one wedding we shot where I was on 11 different medications while we were shooting it. I'm including caffeine as a medication. It reminds me of a wedding, not a wedding that I shot, but the photographer that I used to work for when I lived in New York, he told me the story about his personal wedding. Like mm. they did, this is back in the day when you would typically do the bachelor and bachelorette party the night before um, the wedding, like after the rehearsal dinner. And his best man was a pharmacist. And he said he was on so many medications to get him through that wedding day. He, I'm sorry. What happened at his bachelor party that he would be on so many medications? This is before I knew him, but he said he was on. How much chlamydia did your friend have? I cannot attest to that. How much of the sexes did he do with the strippers? From our new, our new listener, new awesome listener, Devin 
Roland Photography. Devin, if you're listening, I just want you to take note. This is two questions in a row that Dustin has read off. It's almost like he's <laughs> a part of this podcast. Well, I'm just I'm just excited for Devin because Devin not only listened to our podcast, she binged our podcast on her most recent road trip. And then she not only binged it, but then she wrote us to tell us she binged it. So that always gets me and Steve a little excited to actually not only... And know- this, this is Devin Roland Photography on Instagram. We be rolling. That's, we be rolling. If you want to check out her work, it's good, good work. And it is D-E-V-O-N, Devin, R-O-W-L-A-N-D, Roland, and then photography. I, I think most people can spell it's photography. A, it's photography, it's an F... F O T O G R A F I A I A. That's okay. Photo- photography. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Got it. perfect. Sweet. Uh, and she on Instagram sent us a question. What do you do about shot lists? Outside of family formal list, I don't like shot lists. And tell folks I don't need them, but it seems like I'm getting them more and more. Steve, how do you and Jen handle the uh, the age-old debate about shot lists? Uh, damn it, Devin. Oh, you couldn't just listen? You had to listen and write in with a tough question? Oh, gosh. Um, is it for family formals? Yeah, we, we work off shot lists. From the couple, uh, Jen or I will typically write up a like our own list of like things we think they would want and be like, hey, this is what I think you probably will want. Let me know if there's anything missing if they don't send us something to begin with. I'm not too concerned about shot lists for family formals because it is the part of the wedding that I hate the most. <laughs> and... Uh, I'm not going to argue with anyone. There's nothing to me that's like, Ooh, this is creative and I want to do this cool thing. It's like, nope, it's a list of things we have to do to make somebody's mom happy and we got to knock it out as quick as possible. Yeah. It always sort of feels like I don't hate doing it, but by all, like what Steve said, it definitely feels like this hurdle on the wedding day that you just have to get over. Um, but as far as shot lists go, oh wait, she said outside of the family formal. Shoot. Yeah, I know. I read the question, and, Man, and it was like you weren't blew even that. listening. I blew that so hard. I'm sorry, Devin. I'm sorry. You binged all of our back episodes, and I'm also sorry for you doing that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would love to know her thoughts on the ones where you sound like you're on helium. And then I make fun of you Helium. for sounding so terrible and my mic wasn't plugged in. <laughs> Strindberg. Uh, but anyways, Devin, as far as shot lists go, I have two opinions on that or two trains of thought on that. We had a wedding, I want to say seven or eight years ago where the bride got extremely upset at us because there were certain things that we missed that we were never told about. Um, like a photo with her and her cousins and a photo with her and her godparents, things like that. Things that we wouldn't normally do because those people aren't present at family photo time. Mm -hmm. Um, So whether or not there was a family photo shot list or not, they wouldn't be on it. And so we started after that wedding really honing in on 
if there's anything that's important to you outside of the ordinary, you have to send us that or else we can't be held responsible for anything that we don't get. And uh, I definitely recommend putting something like that in your contract because it's important um, because every now and then there might be something that gets overlooked and you're just going to catch a bride on a bad day because she's upset about something else. And then you'll have bad blood (laughs) when you used to have mad love. And she's going to call her lawyer. Aw, that's not fun anymore, Dustin. I know, I'm sorry. Copyright infringement had to change it up a bit. And uh, no one wants to be sued. That's sort of the uh, the worst possible outcome. But what I think you're after, Devin, is the bride who prints off 10 pages of Pinterest photos and hands them to you and says, I want the mirror photo. I want the rings on the Bible. I want my grandma's and my mom's hands all up on my hands. Something like that. And uh, I want the grandma and the mom's hands all up on my body. You have to remember, it's two. A, on my it's two a.m. when we're recording this, and Stephen and I have been shooting for the last like twenty-two hours. Oh yes, <laughs> Dustin, I found it. Devin, I want to really apologize for earlier. I totally blew it when I'm glancing over the question because Dustin read it, and I typically read it. And I'm usually so good at this. Um, I did research on this. I came up that somebody in my Twitter feed, Ryan Horbon posted a blog post called wedding shot list. Oh man. I did, I did some serious work. I had good answers and then it's I worthless it. now. It's worthless. It. So are you going to tell us what this blog post was about or why you researched it? Or was that your shameless? It just said, it right. just, just said wedding shot list. I've never heard of this guy before, but I read that title and I was like, yeah, this dude knows it. This dude knows it. And then there's a caption later on that says wedding shot list. In suck. And I was like, yeah. So a lot of what we do, Devin is almost what I would consider bridal education uh, for our clients. Mm-hmm. A lot of what Steve does is just going to random blogs he finds on the internet and then just reading them off on the podcast <laughs> and saying, yeah. So when yeah, boy, when talking to our clients, Devin, it's important to explain to them why not to have a shot list. If that's something you don't want on a wedding day outside of family photos, you need to explain to them why you don't need it. And one example we always give our brides is we had a bride a few years back who gave us a five page checklist type deal of photos she wanted. And we really adhered to that. Um, and it killed our creativity that day because that's, that's what Jen and I say. We say, uh, we try to bring our creative eye to every single wedding that we do. If you give us a shot list, we're not going to be able to capture those creative shots, which are the reason why you hired us because exactly. you saw those, the creative work that we were doing and that's what you liked. And that's why you hired us. And when you give us a shot list like this, it completely robs us of that creative freedom and the ability to create those magical photos that you want so bad. And so when you give them that little spiel, Typically, they're like, oh, yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. And then that's when I transition to, but 
you know, if you want a photo with you and your sorority sisters or you with Aunt Jan, who's your godmother or cousin Louie, because you guys grew up together and blah, blah, blah. You grew up with Louie Novak? (laughs) Oh my gosh. Louie Novak listens to our podcast. That's what I would say to that bride. And yeah, Louie is the only Louie out there, right? That's right. Um, and that's when I transition to that sort of a conversation because I do think that there's warrant for a list of that kind of stuff, but I don't need to know that the bride wants a photo with each of her bridesmaids and a list of photos of her detail shots. Cause you're going to do that if that's the kind of thing you do. And that's why she'll hire you. So I hope that answers your question, Devin, as much as Steve tried to derail it. Um, but we really appreciate your feedback and hope that you keep sending some stuff in. Christine from Twitter asks, when people have destination weddings, do they pay for the wedding photographer's transportation and lodging? Is that included in the fees? How does this adulting work? I don't understand that last part. Adulting. So see, doesn't when you were younger. Yes, I was I was a child. You were a child. That is correct. Good job. Now I'm an adult. 50 points to Dustin's team. Wow, I'm almost a 52. Why do you want to be at a 52? Because then I become a platinum member of the Wedding Photo Hangover Podcast Host Academy. <laughs> we're, we're both going to get to 52. You one episode earlier than me. How it should work. Dustin always comes early. I waited for it, waited for it, and still waiting. All right. You were saying... I forgot. About adulting. (laughs) You were a child. Back. Now you have grown up. Yes. You were probably a child, I would would say, between like zero and one, you were a baby. Between one and three, you were a toddler. And then between three and 18, you were a child. No matter how much you told your parents you were a tween, a preteen, or a teen, or an adult, you were a child during that time period. And then probably from about 19 till about maybe 28, you were still technically a child in your parents' eyes because you hadn't had a kid yet. You don't technically become an adult until you have a child to take care of on your own. That's how adulting works. Are you saying that Christine has a child? Possibly. <laughs> I kind of forgot what we were doing there. I thought we were just talking about what adulting was. I thought I was explaining that to you. No, I was referencing what adulting means in context with the question that Christine asked. It means having responsibilities like a child. Specifically, child-specific responsibilities so i don't really know why she added it to this wedding (laughs) photography question either um doesn't maybe she's a newer wedding photographer do people pay for the wedding photographer's transportation and lodging when they're doing a destination wedding let's talk about your experience with destination weddings Stephen. what have you found in the past when the it's in the contract they pay for (laughs) they pay for travel and lodging it's in the contract Hey, Christine on Twitter, write it into your contract that you don't pay for your own travel and lodging. Yeah, that's that's what we do. Sometimes if we're going somewhere where I know somebody that lives in the area, I'll work out something where I'll stay with them. 
um, and give them a break on the on the lodging aspect. Charge them double in that case, Dustin. Charge <laughs> I, yeah, them. I work double. with them by charging them quadruple for everything. Now I am gonna have to stay with a friend um, and not in a hotel. I'd much prefer to stay in a hotel. So I'm I'm gonna have to charge you double for this. Yeah, because my friend's rent in New York City is very expensive, much more than a hotel. Gonna He's not ch- actually gonna charge me any money, but I really don't like him. I was hoping after we graduated from college, I would never see him again. But now that I'm in Nor- New York City, I can't not see him. So this is actually a burden you've put upon me by hiring me to shoot this wedding for you. So it's gonna cost you. <laughs> Everything costs. I mean, yeah, it's the same case. We try to charge for travel and lodging. We try to get a food, a little bit of a food buffer, depending on how long we're going to be there. Uh, But to be honest, we don't really do a ton of international destination. I've only done one that comes to mind down in Mexico, and I was actually second shooting for another photographer down in mexico when people were throwing their wedding rings away. yeah that wedding lasted all of two seconds that marriage lasted all of two that seconds marriage lasted all of two seconds so i don't it was really, like i do halfway down the aisle the bride was like and this is annulled done <laughs> yeah it was it was bad so yeah i don't have a ton of experience with with destination, but uh, maybe Stephen and I can get a, a destination uh, photographer on here that specializes in that to shed some more light on that. Next up, Dustin, Anil from Twitter asks, are stylized photo shoots hurting the wedding photography industry? I mean, I think stylized wedding shoots is kind of what bred... Uh, a lot of these wedding blogs like Borrowed in Blue, Style Me Pretty. Oh, wait, both of those have shut down. So, no. <laughs> Borrowed in Blue and Style Me Pretty would both be a part of the wedding photography industry. If you're saying that stylized shoots contributed to both their rise and their fall, I think what you're saying is stylized shoots have hurt and also helped, but primarily hurt the wedding industry uh it's i don't it's, it's sort of a twofold question because stylized shoots give us as wedding photographers and other wedding vendors as well full cr- creative control to create and do whatever we want which is liberating fun freeing but when these photos become vastly circulated because so many people are doing them it starts to give brides unrealistic expectations of what they can expect on their wedding day which is why i think you're seeing or what i'm hearing is that you're seeing a rise in elopements because an elopement is the closest you're going to get to a lot of what people are doing for stylized wedding shoots wouldn't you say steven you just had a stylized wedding shoot published yesterday. Oh, that's right. I did. That took place in Fort Wayne. True. Do a lot of people elope to Fort Wayne to get that look that you were able to achieve in no, your stylized but, wedding photo shoot? No, but Let's I... Let's dig into this. Sure. Yeah, I just talked to... That stylized photo shoot that you did was on the blog, but... 
it was for a magazine and it didn't get printed in the magazine. Why did it get printed in the magazine? Uh, we'll, we'll, sa- we'll save a deep dive on this for next oh, week. Oh, do we want to save a deep dive? Yes, I think we want to just dig in. Two o'clock. And I'm, s- I'm so hungry. And I'm so tired. Um, I want to dig into this meaty question I brought up. But the uh, the venue that I photographed for, we tried to photograph the style I shoot in a way that would attract brides to the venue. So it wasn't like a true stylized shoot in the sense that I had creative control and all the other vendors had creative control. We were uh, shooting for the venue to kind of publicize the spaces in which the venue had. Now I will say we shot those spaces in a way that most brides wouldn't actually be able to use it. For example, we shot the reception hall during the daytime when you had all this beautiful daylight coming in through the windows. You've never shot a brunch reception before? Oh, I have. And they're my favorite. They are not my favorite because that means the wedding starts at like five in the morning and Steve is still awake at 2 a.m. tonight doing a podcast with you. And it's a Friday night. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. 420 is over, everyone. I don't even remember the question. That's how tired I am. Uh, are stylized photo shoots hurting the wedding in photography industry? Um, I don't think stylized photo shoots are hurting the wedding photography industry. As much as, like, say, Pinterest or, to go back to an earlier question, shot lists are hurting the wedding photography industry. Uh, there's nothing wrong with doing a wedding, like a stylized wedding shoot. And it'll probably help you to become, like, to see things in a different light when you're actually shooting the wedding. Because part of the benefit of doing a stylized shoot is you get to exercise creative control and you get to take a lot of risks that you wouldn't take in an actual wedding. Um, and you get to see if those risks pay off, if they work, if people like them. So then when you go and shoot your next wedding, you know, if you liked it and the people who follow you and follow your content seem to like it, then you can start doing that in your weddings and it'll be like a new thing you can do. So that's awesome for you. And it's awesome for what you're doing. But the way it hurts is when people start posting those things and then people share them on Pinterest and then people are like, Oh my gosh, you know what I love so much? I love this top-down shot I saw where it looked like maybe Dustin McKibben was standing on a ladder shooting straight down, and then like the bride and groom are just like flat against the grass, and there's absolutely zero depth to the picture. And oh, I'm talking about something you did <laughs> oh. that I didn't like. <laughs> oh, because typically Steven brings a sheet of plexiglass. So when he does his top-down shots, the bride and groom are actually hovering over something so that there's mm-hmm. a ton of depth between them. And I mean, Dustin, I tell Dustin that I bring a sheet sinkhole, of plexiglass. The sinkhole that they're on top of. What I actually do is um, I pull out my wand. And I just say, when Guardium Leviosa, I cast a little hover charm. Just Brian a t- Groom just float just up off smidge. the grass just a little, little, little bit. And, you know, it's very important when you cast your hover charm that you get your wand movement just right. Because mm. if you don't get it right, they could go flying up into the air. All you about that, that wand movement. And if, if you know, your, if your spell doesn't hit the bride and the groom, just one flies up. And if you miss completely, like, 
the grass underneath them starts to fly up, and that's just kind of creepy so, looking. So do you just jump on your broomstick then, get up there and shoot down? I do, do jump on my broomstick and shoot down from there. Like, I don't have to use drones or ladders. I am a wizarding witch, and um, I do witch. know how to do these things. I, Some I, might say I am a warlock. Oh. Or a sorcerer. I'd say you're more of a Hagrid, but... Mm, I am a Rubius Hagrid. <laughs> I hop on my motorbike well, that I got from Sirius Black. No, this is Harry Potter time now. That's This is Harry Potter time. Photo Hangover Podcast, this has been a great episode. With your host, Dustin and Steve. That's me. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Wedding Photo Hangover and on Twitter at Wedpick Hangover. You can find Dustin on Instagram at Dustin underscore McKibben. And you can find Steve at Steven Van Elk. Thanks for listening and we'll see you next time. Your head is pounding, your limbs feel like dead weight, and your entire being is aching for the sweet embrace of death. That's right. Next Sunday after you shoot... Another wedding with strep throat. What are you doing, Louis Novak? Louis Novak, don't do it. Louis, please write in and let us just know that you survived this wedding. Man up, Louis. <laughs> the wedding's already happened, Dustin. You can't tell him to man up now. I think you should do a wedding with strep throat, but wear a tie that says I have strep. <laughs> so, Louis, if you're hearing this, uh, what Dustin wants you to do, he wants you after you get over this bout of strep throat to go out and contract strep throat again. So just, then you can shoot a wedding with strep throat and wear a tie. Have a tie specifically custom made for you that says I have strep that you can wear to the wedding. And then and then when people come up to you at the wedding to read your tie, before they even have a chance, correct them and say, no, it's not I strip, it's I have strep, and then kiss them. Just, just uh, you know what you want to do for that kiss? You want to grab them, both hands, either side of the head, kiss them square on the mouth, Pull them back just a little bit away from look them straight in those eyes and say, Fredo, I knew it was you. Yes, I apologize. Steve is very sexually frustrated tonight. That's what happens when he shoots with me. I can't help it. And later, take Fredo out onto a lake in your rowboat. <laughs> All right, Steve, I got to go to bed. Good night, guys. See you next week. You were at my house, and I will tell you when you can sleep. <laughs> Good night, Dustin. Doesn't you want to snuggle up in the bed with me, or are you gonna mm. sleep with your wife tonight? It's a tough call. We sleep with wives, or uh, are we snuggling together? Well, considering what bed would that be? The floor bed, the couch yeah, bed. Because you don't have a bed. Damn it! <laughs> well, this ruined my whole thing about how you and I are actually lovers. That was going to be a good, good joke for us to end on, and now I, you've ruined I, it. I am so sorry, Steve. <sighs> uh, uh, as always next week and the week after and the week after and the week after I would say go straight to the photographer and just give him a kiss on the mouth should I oh you're sick now too no one's going <laughs> wedding photo hangover is edited by Steve Van Elk from Bespoke Tone you can hit up Bespoke Tone for all of your photo, video, or audio editing needs.